0: Here we go. This is welcome back to the Stellar Pod, sending everything out today. Um this will be the first attempt at a solo podcast. It's been a while since I released a podcast. I'm a pretty busy guy. My co-hosts are also pretty busy. So I wasn't originally going to do a solo podcast, but I had time to kill tonight and I thought, you know what? Why don't I try? doing it myself tonight what i wanted to talk about was reality and specifically objective reality and how individuals perceive it throughout their observation of the universe around them in my life recently there has been a struggle on perceived reality which has not really led to any conclusive thoughts into what objective reality is in my mind, but has led a struggle more so on what exactly objective reality is. Right now, there's basically two trains of thoughts within my mind. There is what is objective reality, as in an individual perceiving the world around them without having biases from their prior knowledge who they're interacting with and who they're interacting with as in the characteristics that make up that individual and those characteristics would be physical appearance the way they talk their mindset religion i guess color of their skin might play it would play into it as well and Maybe you would say that the societal norms might influence subjective reality as well, because when you are pressured into believing or thinking a certain way, that could change what your thoughts are on objective reality versus if you were to just go about yourself in your everyday life. So when struggling, to overcome those biases when dealing with other individuals in life, there are things that need to be repressed when I'm dealing with people that I know in my day to day life. There are things where, obviously, you know, we have a sense of self bias where you're going to hold yourself to a higher regard than others due to just knowing the reason behind why you do things, and just a sense of entitlement that you're not gonna give the benefit of the doubt to other people in the same sense. and overcoming these biases, I'm not exactly sure how it works. There, are Some people are more likely to rate themselves higher or be more subjective to reality than others. And some people are going to be able to navigate through all these different things and allow for more objective reality. So why does this happen? Why are there people that are so subjective in what their reality is through their train of thought, and other people are able to be more objective with it? Leading back to those two things that I mentioned earlier, I already told you subjectiveness you know you got characteristics of the individuals you're interacting with the pressures from society that are acting upon you then we have the other side of the coin individuals that deem themselves able to view reality objectively how do they do it is it possible is it a real thing because What's been on my mind lately is objective reality isn't really, there is no objective reality. It just boils down to what individual can best communicate their thoughts and influence others into believing their own objective reality. And then it just becomes what traits, what reasons allow one to influence others into real not realizing but you know buying into the concept that somebody's objective reality is in fact more objective than their own thus creating a new reality in the individual's mind that was influenced by the thoughts of the one creating the new reality it's funny because the easiest way to put this would be currently i am trying to influence anybody listening right now that they're the objectively and subjectively perceptions of reality boil down to these points in which i'm bringing forth but now that's that is exactly what i am trying to do and you know you know just trying to put people onto my thought process and onto the waves of how I believe the world works because as I said you know I'm going to hold myself to a higher regard here in how you know self-perceived biases thing but hindsight 2020 people might listen and be like oh you know that might be true so in my day-to-day I have dealt with individuals that you know we have a combatant viewpoint on what reality is and somebody will say oh this happened and this happened and this is why it happened but then i can come in and say no 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 you're saying that this happened because this happened and this was really your thoughts into moving that happening well actually you know this happened this happened and this is what happened and when you're listening you're just, all, all you're hearing from the outside when you break it down to the real substance of the sentences it's really just one individual telling their viewpoint of the situation. The first person, you know, we're not, it, it's a, uh, it's that word game that people do uh, where you have the adjectives, subjects, and verbs, and you just get to like fill them in. Well, that, that's what we're doing right now. Person one says this happened because this happened and this is how I viewed it. And person two says no. This happened, this happened, and this is how I view it. And one of those individuals in that two-person interaction is going to end up either giving in and being like, oh, no, you're right, I was wrong, or they're going to have their differences. But more often than not, you're going to see one of those individuals give in to the reality of the other individual. Now, why does that happen? Is there really an objective reality that individuals falter in seeing? Is it more of one person is at a predisposition due to some due to their personality into just doubting themselves and giving up objective reality to another? That is the question of today's podcast. Where does objective reality come from? Obviously, the it, it kind of turns into the same thing over like what makes a person a person. You know, you have upbringing versus genetics, which play into it. But everything plays into how somebody perceives objective reality. You know, your background, the experiences you've had in life, are going to bring forth different thoughts. Obviously, somebody that has been to war is going to perceive disrespect to be a more dangerous interaction than somebody who's, you know, do. disrespects not anything against me or you. Just take it tongue-in-cheek, you know, turn the other cheek, but there are differences within people throughout the world, and it is very intriguing on how that works so in life right now you know most of my earlier podcasts were heavily influenced on the classes in which i was studying at the time i know i did at least a couple episodes with matt on transgenderism uh, sexualities etc due to studying sexology which is a real study the study of human sexuality within psychology And currently I'm studying counseling psychology, which, you know, if you live under a rock and don't know, the Sigmund Freud, you know, man with a big Santa Claus beard and a corncob pipe sitting in his little sofa while you lay down on the couch, he writes down and psychoanalyzes your entire life to bring forth greatness out of you, then Counseling psychology is basically what most individuals think of as like sexy psychology. And that is what I'm currently studying right now. And a big part of counseling psychology is being able to influence others that their objective reality is not the reality in which they actually live in. For instance, a depressed individual is living in a reality where they are worthless, they suck, you know, they're not good at anything. And it is the therapist's job to say, no, you're not worthless, you don't suck, you're not not worth anything, you're just unmotivated, you're just down in the rocks. All you need to do is just, you know, pull up your britches and get a turn of luck and boom, you're back on the road. Just give them a slap on the back and get them back out there. Now, What is it? in that therapist-to-client interaction that allows for one to change the objective reality for that individual. I don't even know. By changing objective reality for an individual, that, that kind of plays into the fact that a reality isn't very objective and it is more of a subjective concept. And, you know, maybe that's not the most profound thought, but for me, you know, I want, I want to kind of just sit there and take that in for a sec because I've been chewing on it for a little while and it's interesting to me that the fabric of reality, the confines of what is perceived by the human mind can be influenced so heavily. And for most people, it's going to take, more, well, not most people. For humans as a whole, usually it will take quite a bit of drilling before we see our own reality change. There are individuals within society that can, it takes a little bit less to just, "ooh, I did it wrong one time, whoa, I'm going to move on to the next thing. But that is not the standard experience for people in life. what in life drives one to be able to perceive these minor things these minor interactions within the stimuli that they experience in their day-to-day that moves them to be able to adapt quicker and make more correct observations about the world around them it is Awesome, because if you, th- if you put that into evolutionary perspective, individuals that are better able to identify patterns, and by patterns, you know, that's what I mean, that they can correctly identify, like, oh, shit, uh, Steve ate that berry and he died, I cannot eat that berry, then boom, you move on with your life, you don't eat that berry, and now you just corrected a mistake that shouldn't have been made in the first place. Or, oh, oh, no. You know, oh no, I keep on doing, I keep on eating these berries and they're making me fucking shit my guts out. And you're like, oh, well, pattern recognition, I'm not going to eat these berries anymore. You know, the ability to recognize somebody did this, this is bad, don't do it. The ability that I'm doing this, this is bad, don't do it. That, you know, it's help influencing your reality. And that, from an evolutionary perspective, does make sense. Now, communicating that thought process to individuals in a way that can be grasped at the level of like a, you know, second grader, a child, that is one of the ways in which you can better get across points because not every individual is college educated. Obviously, you know, uh, just depending on the geographical area, and by that I mean, you know, city that you're born in, your your education is going to be vastly different than somebody. We're going to bring it to the United States. If if you're born in, I don't know, Connecticut, which I don't know anything about Connecticut, but, uh, you know, I'm going to assume, you know, there's lots of places in Connecticut that have more money than, you know, somewhere in Mississippi and I don't know anything about Mississippi either, so maybe that's not the greatest comparison. But you know, just stereotypically, I would assume somebody in Connecticut receives a better education than somebody in Mississippi, and by receiving that education and those benefits of growing up in a certain area, you're gonna have a different outlook on life. You're gonna have a different way of conceptualizing the world around you, and when those Experiences add up over time. It's going to create different individuals that are better equipped to deal with different things in life. And for the most part, a majority of individuals are not going to be raised in that wonderful, I don't know, Atlantic coast, you know, five generations deep of wealth, communities in Connecticut, and a majority of people are going to be more akin to the community and you know, I'll pick on somewhere else, Wyoming, where you don't have a large population. You know, your family's, you know, you, you have enough to survive, but you're not coming from riches, so you don't get to enjoy the finer things in life. You know, you're just still worried about, you know, getting food on the table, you're just living life, just you know, spitting loogies off the porch and doing your thing, but. That's just how life is for most of the world and if you know if you're lucky enough to be born in the united states you're already ahead of lots of countries in the world as far as education and standard of living goes so those individuals that you're trying to communicate your thoughts to you have to be able to break them down in a way in which you're able to allow others that may not be on the same wavelength as you to still internalize the points you're making so that your subjective reality because if others do not agree with you then it's not objective it would be a subjective reality can't become the objective reality through the point of view of everybody else because once enough people agree on it then it becomes a societal norm and that you know objective reality but yeah that is a uh, an interesting Thought process to work on, you know, communication skills, and you know, it it plays into empathy a lot. More empathetic individuals are going to be able to better convey their thoughts and emotions to others, as a direct result of them being able to conceptual conceptualize the thoughts and emotions of the individuals they're interacting with. So, if I know a well yeah as a child i think most people can grasp this. so take it back to when you were like in i don't know fifth grade and you get home and you're you know one of your parents is in a bad mood oh shit it was a terrible day at work you know boss yelled at me my hours got cut down the paycheck's not gonna be that good i don't know the economy's in a trash which i don't believe in but you know people get mad people get mad and so you know your your parents are in a bad mood. So you know you have to be you have to spice it up. You know you have to use your empathetic skills of oh shit somebody's in a bad mood. Let me interact with them in a way in which is going to bring forth happiness out of them. So that when I ask oh can I have a snack they're not going to be like oh you want a snack goddamn the bills aren't going to pay yourself did you buy that fucking banana like you know it's not a you got to be able to empathize with others, which is a skill. That is honestly being lost due to technology. You know, we're all so used to seeing human emotion and human communication as, as your own communication. All of us have some sort of form of social media, messenger, text, call, whatever. You know, whenever you're communicating in any form rather than face to face, you're losing that human interaction that has been around for. 99% of human civilization that you know today is just oh I don't want to make a phone call let me shoot a text or oh I don't want to m- freaking hang out with you but we can video chat or we can make a phone call or send you a meme which is just some sort of lower form of communication which really gets rid of what makes humans so great in the first place which was just having such a prominent linguistic communication skill the ability to conceptualize words from others just by hearing their tone of voice and the sentence structure you know putting a certain word here a certain word there conveys a different meaning than this word and that word and there's there's a break not not a breakdown it's not a breakdown it's an evolution in today's society in which we are going to a different reality it's not and this is me once again this is my subjective reality i wanted to call it objective but you know i'll I'll go ahead and admit because you know i'm on recording might as well just admit that this is a subjective reality to me is that we are evolving to a state in society in which technology can no longer it can't be overlooked i i often think could i survive without a phone i don't think i could i do my banking i do my communication i have my calendar i have my notes my email i use podcasting social media i play games when i'm bored i read on there that information is a huge thing and, in this stage and age, uh, in this day and age, not everybody's addiction uh, information, but for me, one of my main addictions. Everybody has addictions: drugs, food, drinks, the gym. I, I'm literally addicted to information and consuming it and spreading it. As I would assume, anybody listening to a podcast would probably be information hungry. <laughs> information can't get enough of it. It's just another form of communication that is leading us down a road in which we are no longer establishing that face-to-face soft skills, learning how to deal with other individuals and creating a more robotic technological reality. I'm going to wrap it up there. You know, I'm just use today's stellar I'm not even gonna call it a stellar talk. I'll call it a stellar journal. This will be Stellar Journal One, but it was a good, good way to get my my message out. You know, they, I, we're still very early in the Stellar Pod. I have many more years, unless I, you know, at a tragic young age. Hopefully, not. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see what happens there. And uh, yeah, so Stellar Journal One. You know, objective reality, subjective reality just kind of going on a tangent briefly 20 minutes if you consider that briefly i would consider it brief i like my podcast to be at least an hour so i can spend some time really just listening but it is what it is you know i thank you for listening and we'll be moving on catch you next time